Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in to the Brass Ring Media flagship podcast, the free podcast. Once a week here is Brass Ring Media for Thursday, December 7th, 2023. What's going on? I'm Zach Haydorn. That is Tyler Sage. Tyler, man, what's up? Hey, not much. We're back at it. Thursday edition. Um, <laughs> our, our original, almost original time slot. So good to be back. Man, we had a... We had a good run at this at this uh, at this old time slot yeah. uh, for a couple years there, so it is good to be back. And man, we got a lot to talk about. Um, we're going to spend a lot of time on this show talking last night's AW Dynamite and kind of the st- state of the state on AEW. Um, and then for members this week, we will preview um, the NXT Deadline Show that's coming up on Saturday night. So if you aren't a member, you should become one. It's four dollars. Four dollars only gets you a vast array of content all throughout the week. Some written stuff at our Substack page, a free members-only podcast, uh, access to our Discord community, which which is rapidly growing. Um, you get access to it all for four dollars, and uh, and then you know other odds and ends and crazy stuff that'll start to uh, you know after the holidays too, which we're, uh, which we're pretty excited about. So you can go for $4 there. If you just want to ease in, you can subscribe to first free. Whoa. Subscribe to us for free uh, on YouTube and on Substack. We got free content that goes up there, including this show. Um, usually this show is late Friday mornings. So around you know 12 Eastern, 11 Central. We are pivoting this week due to some scheduling stuff. I am um, taking my kids to Disney World tomorrow. So, you know, throw one back for me this weekend when you think about me just going crazy at, at Disney World. But that's why we are uh, getting things done here a little bit early. Yeah, um, we'll probably not do a recap of NXT because of that. I yes. think we can tell people, I don't know, that's up to you, but you probably don't want to deal with that. Uh, you're probably not going to be watching that live on Saturday when you are, you know, meeting Elsa or whatever you're going to be doing. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of media elsewhere. Yes, that will yeah. take priority over NXT deadline. I'll ca- we'll catch the show. Um, hopefully, I can. Uh, we'll one of us will post some written content about it. We'll definitely cover it in some fashion. Uh, but yes, it might not be with our traditional um, review show, but we'll get it to you some other way for sure. Hello to everybody that's joined us live in our chat. Matt is there. Just. You know, destroying MJF next? as usual. What's he going to say? <laughs> Mid. Mid MJF. We got Zach in there. <laughs> What's going on, Zach? And Tracy there, too. Tracy, hello, hello. Um, thank you guys all for being here and everybody else who's joining us live. Uh, this show, if you are not able to watch live on a weekly basis on YouTube, goes up as podcast um, right after, about, I don't know, 30, 40, maybe 50 minutes after we uh, get this up as a podcast. So you can download that, take us to work. Take us on your on, on the treadmill or wherever wherever you want to bring us along. Um, you can find us wherever your podcasts are found for you: Apple, Spotify, iHeart, and any other weird uh, podcast app that's out there. We are on it. So, with that said, get your questions in. If you want to drop them in the chat, that's cool. We will um, answer as many as we can throughout our our free show here. And uh, let's 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 start. By talking off the main event, talking about the main event from last night, uh, Christian Cage beating Adam Copeland um, with the shot heard around the world from Nick Wayne's mother. 
she turns on Adam Copeland and hits Adam Copeland with the TNT championship and thus leading to Christian Cage, <laughs> to Christian Cage beating uh, 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 Adam Copeland to retain the TNT championship. Tyler, I am uh, real curious as to what you thought of not just not just the match and not just the angle, but just you know you know the whole presentation of of that main event on on this week's show. So you take the floor. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Where are you at? Sorry, I was I was half reading comments as well because they're flying in. So my take on the show overall or the main event of the show? The main event of the show. Everything else. Yeah, I mean it was nice that it was subdued and it could have been more over the top. Oh no, I'm just kidding. It was a classic. <laughs> You know, uh, you know, which is which is fine. You you are to expect that, and for the overall story, it makes sense to kind of finish this at the World's End pay per view, but yeah. it also can be for, you know, it, Adam Copeland needs backup because he can't take on everybody by himself. So you get him and the baby faces a win again, but not have him have that TNT title, which I don't think he needs. So. You know the, the the whole Wayne story arc in AEW is not tremendously compelling to me. The 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 players involved, the mom, you know, what's what's her name? Stacey. Uh oh my gosh! Someone help us out in the chat. What's uh, what's Nick Wayne's mom's name? <laughs> but her and then Nick, I don't think has talked on. Has he talked on AEW TV? Like he's had like a couple vignettes, but that Shayna, 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 Shayna Wayne, so's Ness. Yeah, I mean, like, so, you know, I mean, it's totally fine. This is exactly what I thought would happen. And WWE does that all of the time, and it works for the most part. So I don't want to be, like, too negative on it. Like, it just, like, juxtaposed to the tournament stuff was an interesting thing. That's why, you know, to compare it in that way. But, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Christian looks like a uber chicken shit heel. So that's always good. And Copeland did not win the TNT title. So, those two things alone, I'm okay with it. It just has kind of replaced the MJF. You know, when MJF was gone, um, after he laid down for Wardlow, and it was uncertain if he would be back, Christian um, took over that spot as heel and, like, just, like, ripping on people, being the outrageous heel. And he's now taken fully the the MJF finish of a match as well from that era. So I think that's that's an interesting take that, that he's, like, filled that void completely now. But yeah, it was fine. I like the show. You know, I'd give it like a, you know, a B last night, and I don't think the main event helped that tremendously. But it is what it is. It was two big names, a non, you know, a, a disputed finish that, that you expect. So yeah, mid. <laughs> mid. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm right there with you. Like I look, the Shane turn thing was, um, you know, you could definitely see that coming. But that's not a bad thing. I don't think that I don't. I know some people can get out get on that but that that's certainly not going to be me i think you know the whole you know the whole angle so far has been you know building to this being a chapter with with when Shayna goes with her son especially after adam copeland obliterates nick wayne with a concerto like mm -hmm. five feet away from her if that so this totally made sense and i think even though you could foreshadow it quite a bit and many people did it's like a solid it's a solid next chapter so i i don't have any problem with um you know with with them going with them going this route and i think you know christian cage playing off of shana wayne it will be you know <laughs> will be an interesting addition to that whole act and that and that whole thing um i also think 
that, yeah, you extend this a little bit further, you know, and I don't, the question I have is like, who, who are going to be the baby faces? Like, are you going to do Darby and sting again and have some kind of like, I don't know, some kind of like tables match or something like that. I mean, like, you know, I just don't know who the, if it's not Darby and sting, they're the only ones that have like a real you know, connection to, to this particular feud. So, and they don't have anything else, you know, on, on, uh, they don't have anything else on tap for that pay-per-view. So it's kind of like, I kind of think we're going back. I think we're going back to that trios match again for better or worse. What do you think? Yeah. I was trying to run it through my head. I mean, what it was, when did the news drop that Jack Perry was trademarking the name jungle boy, right? So that tells me something. Maybe he's back. And if you're Tony Khan, are you putting him in full babyface treatment? Because I know I would cheer for, for Jungle Boy when he comes back um, <laughs> as a character. Well, so but he's how, got... does he, how does he come back, though? Like, is, I mean, does he, is he back on Christian's side? And then, like, it can this continues again? Like, even longer? Yeah, well, that's what, like, I'm trying to think of anyone that's interacted with Christian um, mm. and, and Nick Wayne. It's really nobody but Darby, right? Except for Jungle Boy. He hasn't right. interacted with Nick Wayne, but like, there's really no other people unless you just want to be like, "Hey, I'm Adam Page. I got nothing to do. You want to team up, Adam Copeland? You know, which is like, fine. That's wrestling. But, yeah. um, so unless you do this something like that, where you know we have what two more episodes of Dynamite, so four episodes of TV. Is that right? Four or episodes or of TV. Yeah. Yep. So you can easily get. Well, I guess five with Collision this week, right? You could easily get a story where someone helps Copeland. And I would prefer that, honestly, because like to yeah. do the because the the baby faces won the trios match right at the pay per view. Yeah, trying to think that. So to have them just win again doesn't feel like a solid end of the story. So maybe having him with somebody else, um, you know, you could tell that story. So I don't know who it would be, but from from past context of who's had beef with Christian, it's really been that. And who do you take the TNT title off of? Starks. He took it off of well Luchasaurus, technically. Yeah, took it off of off, off of Starks or off of Dark. Off of Luchasaurus, technically. Well, yeah, but who did Luchasaurus take it off of? Uh, Starks, I think. Yeah, I think Ricky Ricky Starks, okay. maybe. So you just let us know if if that's wrong. I think the, it was Ricky Starks. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, seems right. Then he turned, but we could be wrong. But anyway, so he's not going to come and help Copeland. So it's a little bit muddled in that capacity, like. They probably should have had the singles match and then done the trios match. So, but you know, it's kind of by the book there. So, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think you know, yeah. I, well, it looks like this is they're going to some kind of trios match because I, I don't think they're unless they just run back like you know Copeland and, and Christian again, like in, yeah, like in a cage that, or something, in a cage or like a I don't know, like a TLC match or something like that. You know, for the TNT Championship, but. If you do that, then you have to put the TNT Championship on Copeland, and I, I just, I don't know about that move. I, you know, I just, it's not, it, it's not terrible, but it's like, boy, I think you just really kind of define him down, you know. Yeah, if you're him, like, would you want that at all? No, like, no, no, I'd rather not have any title in AEW than have like a TNT title run. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If you're like a legend, if you're a legend, if you're literally yeah. a Hall of Famer. The yes. biggest company in the world. So, so I kind of yeah. So I kind of think, but I kind of think that's where they might be going too. Because yeah, the, the trio smash just doesn't really make a lot of sense. And you know, here, yeah, you can you can. I mean, it writes itself. You know, uh, Copeland versus Cage. You do it in the, the match that they help make famous. 
you know, with the with the the tables, ladders, and chairs match, or something, you know, mm-hmm. something to that effect. And you know, on you go. Um, you know, Copeland. I'll tell you, like again, I want to be perfectly clear to everybody listening. I I think that the main event was effective last night. It was a fun, it was a fun watch. Crowd was into it. They had a decent match, and the finish was what it needed to be. Like a thumbs up for me on it. Like just want to be clear. Um. Copeland, though, it's still like surreal seeing him in in AEW. Like he feels he, like I'm gonna like he feels like what um you know what like what Sting felt like in in TNA back in the day. Like you have this like huge star that yes is getting paid a lot of money, but is also like playing down to the promotion that he's in, and that just. I don't know. I don't know about you, man, but I, I just get that vibe when I watch Copeland that he's like almost like he, he, that he should be somewhere else is what I like feel when I watch it. And I think he does a good job and he talks the he says the right things. But there's I don't know. There's something about his presence there that just makes me go, oh, man, like this is, you know, this is like a, a major league pitcher, you know, mowing down, you know single a batters in, in the minor leagues. Like, it's just, I don't, and I don't mean that as like a knock on, on everybody else. It just, I just, I'm using that as a way to illustrate. He just looks out of place still. And I don't know if that's ever going to, I don't like, it seemed like it, it, it pivoted faster for the other WWE guys. Like John Moxley, easy transition, Jericho, easy transition. Like, th- you know, those guys, all kind of just fell into it and then just were aw guys but i feel like with adam copeland you're still like oh there's that wwe guy it's weird seeing him in this in this new environment so maybe that's just me what i mean where are you where are you on on, on copeland right now and and uh you know his spot and and your comfortability with him in, in aw right now yeah i'm similar but for different reasons i guess um you know me and you were both on the record of not of saying that, you know, I wouldn't sign him if I was Tony Khan for kind of this reason. Right. And all those other guys, you know, Jericho had a lot more to give. He had a legitimate world title reign. He was having some high quality matches for a guy in his late forties at the time when the company started Moxley, you know, still in his prime Mm -hmm. punk had been gone for a long time, came over, was fresh and exciting cage, was this, it was kind of like this when he came and then he had a character change and that helped. Yep. So it feels like that sort of issue of like, he's just edge and he's more of a legend to the casual fan base than Christian is. Right. So it's harder. It's like, if, you know, if I don't know who's like a tier below Steve Austin, Undertaker, HBK, Triple H, whatever, let's say Triple H was not in power and he could still wrestle and he came over and was like hitting people with sledgehammers. Right. It would feel like a weird watered yeah. down version of this like legend. It just doesn't feel right being in that capacity. Right. He's like a step above Sabu doing crazy moves on the indie scene. But yes. it, feels, it feels like that equivalent yes. of like being like a mid tier legend to people that hardcore fans to then doing small indie shows is like that for edge and a guy like triple H if he had no other, business behind the scenes right it just doesn't feel right he needs a character change to make it feel like this is his AEW run why he's here what he's doing so the faster the better obviously getting him and christian away from each other as well will help that if he takes on a jay white that would feel fresh and exciting 
and uh, or whatever. Osprey comes in, they they battle. He has an okay match with him, that sort of stuff. Do the Jericho route, right? Put yourself with good dance partners that right. can make you look good and tell interesting stories where you, you know, can win, get a big win, solidify yourself as like a top guy still, and then and do things. So you know, do you, you know, what do you think the the rating will be? for this like i was watching it and i was thinking one of two things like it, it, it first it hit me it was like damn this is in canada like this is a hot match the audience is is into it um and then another side of me was like man but like is this like edge and christian like they're they're prime together like together was like you know 15 years ago like there are people who are watching aw right now that were young babies when when they were doing their thing as a tag team like so you know i just i i i'll be really interested to see those ratings come in to see like what kind of draw this match specifically was able to was able to pull in because you know i think you've got like an inherent you know um a little bit of an inconsistency there where you have like you know for everybody that knows okay it's a good idea but if you but if you have no idea like the the backstory and you didn't go back and watch like, you know, anything like the, it still made sense from a AW standpoint and, a, and, a, and, a, and, a in the canon of, of AW, they told a story that can live there. And that was smart. Um, but, you know, they also leaned on like the historic nature of it. And, you know, that's how Edge talked about it too. And it's like, man, you just don't know, like how many of the, how many of your fans were, you know, watching wrestling when, when Edge and Christian were, were, were a thing. And so is the nostalgia really all that real? I don't know. We'll see. I don't yeah. think the ratings have come in yet. No, I was looking should, for while you were talking. I think yeah, the network be. ratings are in, but I cannot find cable ratings. Um, yeah. I don't think so. they're in. Uh, so, usually anyway, it's like three but, o'clock. Yeah. So should be in soon, but yeah, I mean, what was it? Eight forty, eight fifty, something last week. Mm-hmm. So trying to think it's usually the the week before i would say i man I, I was pretty even on both these like i liked the main event last week for the tournament standpoint and then this was a good show right a b show um yeah. and um so yeah probably similar i mean hopefully you would hope that the number would go up um i don't know does canada come into those ratings as well i don't i don't know that off the top of my head i don't, think, a US so. I don't think so thing. i don't think so but you know there's still should be you know you would hope to get like 870 plus if you're AEW, but I don't think it's like it's going to be in the range of eight to nine hundred thousand. So that's you're just treading water. You need more Ric Flair to, to make the shows pop. I think <laughs> that's a joke based on our SC Scoops talk from from Tuesday. So that don't put don't like clip that. But hardy har har. Yes, you're right. <laughs> um, this would have made it all the better. The match was missing a kazoo. See yeah. Matt, and that the was actually, yes, and the five second pose. But yeah. again, if you're 16 years old right now and you're listening to this, you have no idea what we're talking about unless you have combed through the WWE network to find Edge and Christian stuff. This joke doesn't land, and shame on you, 16 year olds. You go back and learn, get your history right. But uh, this is the kind of quote or kind of comment I'm talking about where it's like, that's funny as hell, but like maybe not to you know people who haven't. Uh, who haven't who haven't seen um Agent Christian and have no idea what a five second pose really is. Um you talked a little bit about Nick Wayne. He is on my list of things to talk about here. Okay. I, here's the here's the thing with Nick Wayne. 
I and and there are some people in the chat, wink, wink, Zach Barber, that are not gonna like what I'm about to say. But Nick Wayne needs like the Dominic Mysterio treatment in in AEW. Like he has there has he just has to have like more of a more personality behind him. Like it's like he kind of just is there and he's kind of moping around and he's like kind of doing his thing and like you know I find myself almost feeling bad for him, like being like, man, this guy's just getting just abused at the hands of Christian Cage rather than I hate this guy and I want to see him get get beat up or like he's that kind of participant in in angles with, uh, you know, with 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 Christian Cage. So I, you know, it's a he's a real, I think, tough putt right now for AEW because what makes that guy currently is his in ring like his in ring he's such a great athlete in the ring he can do crazy you know crazy high flying spots and and really like you can't do any of that or you shouldn't as a as a as a as a heel um so i i want to see him like get more heat for for the group or just be like a, a side player that's that's uh that's relevant instead of somebody that just stands around because i think there's a good chance starting next week on dynamite that Shayna Wayne his mom is 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 more of a heat magnet than than mm-hmm. Nick is at this point, and I don't, you know, I don't think that's a, it's a great thing. Yeah, I agree. Everything you're saying, I mean, it's easy. Like him in the ring is what gets him has gotten him over up to this point. That's why he's got high, got a contract at 16, and then worked yeah. like the day he turned 18 in AW, right? And to not do that is a choice, certainly. And we're not through the end of it, so we don't know if it's a bad choice, but it it his role in this group seems it reminds me of a hook position yeah. but with less less hype behind it so it's like a worse version of hook and that did not work out for hook um yeah. so yeah i agree 100 and yeah when his mom kisses christian oh, and gonna it's be gonna best. be the best so yeah instantly like what does he do there then like does it give him the opportunity ultimately to turn on his mom and his stepdad in storyline. Um, you know, that's interesting. And then he gets with Darby and then he can do all those high spots. Like I like all that in the long run. Yeah. But like, yeah, have him be a dastardly Christian like heel in the meantime and have him get the heat, get him super over as a punk kid who is the, you know, the spawn of Satan in Christian <laughs> and like does everything like ha- like he should be coming out with a turtleneck and like yes. all the mannerisms, all that stuff and be like a little clone and have that be like what he'll say about him, that he's nothing but a Christian clone and he should do yep. the spot, like, you know, jump over the rope and do the Christian spot where he jumps over the rope and punches you like all that, like take the hit the kill switch would be his finisher. He should just be Christian junior. And that's like, he works for Christian. Like he defends the title for Christian, like, all that stuff. Right. It's so, there in like such a heat magnet and oh it'd be great and just like kind of it's the christian show which is fun but there's so much more potential there and i don't know if that's like the the counter argument here would be is it the bloodline are we in inning two right of this story and that's what i'm talking about is like the seventh inning stretch of it maybe but i think there's some likely fun stuff to to do with that but yeah i uh he totally has that. How he hasn't had a 
turtleneck on yet is beyond is beyond me. That's such a that's such a miss. That's such a miss. Um, like he could like reveal it too. Like have yes. like a big puffy jacket and then like reveal that he's got the turtleneck. And and you know shit then then sell him sell him on a sell him on oh yeah AW shop or whatever the hell it's called. Um, yeah, I'm I'm sure there'd be people ready to to get a Christian turtleneck out there. Look, Tony Khan, we just made you a million dollars in uh in merch sales, so. We'll, yeah. we'll be looking for just uh, make it like a, click subscribe, okay, Tony? Yeah, it can be like a dicky, you know, like it's a t-shirt, but it has just an attachment of a turtleneck, so you can yes. wear like a regular Christian shirt, but you look like you have a turtleneck. On. And yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, here, so I want to get to it. Let's. I want to pull up a comment here because we're you guys are just killing it in the chat. Um, Zach in Texas, Zach Barber, Nick Wayne is very good at being an unlikable punk. He's an in-ring prodigy. Uh, so here's the thing. Like, he's an in-ring prodigy, yes. But, like, that very, very much is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, that runs completely counter to what, you know, to what you're trying to build with him on a personality side of things. Like, you can't lean into the – like, look, if you're out there and you're calling Nick Wayne, you know, an 18-year-old prodigy – and he's flipping around and he's doing all these crazy high spots. I mean, like, that's like irresponsible heel work. Like, not only does it not give you heat, so you're kind of just kind of failing in your in your role, but it kills your babyface opponent at the same time. Just completely like flip that's on its side. So, like, you know, you can like the part of the the heat in calling him a prodigy is like almost like not showing it. Like, like you, you want to call him the prodigy and then have him be a punk kid and have people hate him because, you know, is he really a prodigy? Because, like, he, he calls himself this stuff and never shows it, a la Dominic. Like, yeah, or go full Mick Foley ECW where you're just doing, like, headlocks for 20 minutes. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Like, you have to, like, I think you have to understand where you are and, like, what your, what your role is here. And so – I hope, like, look, Nick Wayne's a hell of a wrestler. He's going to be around wrestling for years. And he's going to, you know, if we do this show, we're still doing the show in 20 years, and I hope we are, he, I, I, I'm sure he's going to be somebody that we're still talking about. Like, I'm, you know, he's got a long future. Uh, but for this for this angle and this story, like, I really think you need him to be, like, the, um, you know, the opposite of a heavy, you know? Like, yeah. like you need him to, to assume that role and the time will come for him to like do the flips and do the dives and wrestle amazing matches that will come um, sooner than later. But I think the more you do now on the personality side of things, the better that's going to pay off for you um, in the end and the better that it's going to, um, you know, work for the storyline right now, I think. Yeah. Um, and dude, anything else on, uh, on this, we talked about where it's going. We talked about the match, like where else, uh, where, where else can we take this uh, conversation? Do you, do you have anything else to say a la Christian Copeland? No, not right now. I mean, you know, fun to wrestle this in Canada. You know, I think AEW in general is like a top-level thing, could do a better job. I mean, I understand why you want to do it, but the story was definitely put on hold and then kind of reheated in the microwave to get mm-hmm. to this match to happen in Canada. So – like, do I love that as a consistent basis that they do a lot? No. I think that hurts the story a little bit, not doing this a little sooner. And it's now going to make the third match at the pay-per-view feel 
you know, like we talked about, the order of things is off to make it happen in Canada. And I think this match would have popped wherever it was going to be. Fair play. Um, all right. So some other stuff that I want to get to. Um, <laughs> we got a Gates of Agony fan. Tyler, I didn't know that well, you loved Gates of Agony so much. That was before. You can please pull up the other one. But oh. I had to that. My Ryan. Oh, I missed this one. Okay. Oh, so, like, we had we did a show called the Podcast of Honor. You can find it in the archives on PW Torch. Ryan and I did. And we interviewed Moses and Khan. And I thought they were both great. I really enjoyed their work at the time. They were working with uh, Shane Taylor Enterprises. Promotions. Shane Taylor Promotions. Promotions. Yes. STP. Yeah. Um, not that STP. But, um, yes. And I thought that they were both a great tag team, especially Khan, Bishop Khan now. And I told them they both would be Hall of Famers one day off air, I think. And uh, <laughs> we'll see if that happens. I don't I don't know if anyone, any promoter believes that, but 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 me at the time. But yeah, so it was not really a Gates Vag anything. It was more of a ROH at the time thing. So to clarify. So there, so there, right? I did say it. I did say it. So. Hey, you know what? You're on the record and – did they didn't they just join like the House of Torture or something like that? I don't and, know. I'm not following Japan. current current Ring of Honor. Ho- hopefully not for you, because that's not joining the House of Torture yeah. in New Japan's probably not a sign that you're on a uh, Hall of Fame trajectory. Yeah, do you think there's enough Hall of Fames? I didn't say which Hall of Fame. <laughs> that's so, true. Yes, you know. yes. The, the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame's a thing, and. Uh, you know what else? I mean, they've got like the independent Cauliflower wrestling Alley. hall of fame. Call for yeah, you got like a lot of chances. You got lots of yeah. chances for that. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Last night, um, so we got a okay. Where are you at on MJF? Like, where are we on him these days? Like, I am so back and forth on on what wh- what I'm thinking when I'm watching him either wrestle or cut a promo or doing backstage stuff like last night. Like, okay. And I say that, but let me take a step back before I go further for MJF to be like a, a strong baby face. He had to find a way to thread like the needle on him being a total jerk and him, you know, like being able to carry an, an air of, of arrogance around him and to keep his snark and he, he needed to keep all of that like because that's what like got him over as as big as he was as a as a heel and so i don't like i don't think good babyface turns are something where you just blow up your like your 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 personality and completely change like rarely does that work i mean look back at like randy orton I'm not pulling something 20 years ago, but Randy Orton, like 2004, like mm-hmm. he was this arrogant, you know, heel in evolution. And then the next day he's this like sympathetic fighting, you know, baby face it just didn't make any sense. It didn't make any yeah. sense. And it didn't work. And I applaud MJF because I think he recognizes that and hasn't ditched all the, you know, all that stuff that I just talked about, like all like the heel kind of things that would make him, make anybody a heel, but he is in a rare position to use those as a baby face because the crowd loves him. And so I props on that. Like, I think that's good recognition to not get rid of what got you to the dance. However, 
he is so hit or miss to me, man, in terms of like landing the nuance there. And I thought last night when he interrupted Adam Page, like he just came across as like a total jerk. And like it was no, there, like it wasn't nuanced enough where it was like you knew this guy was a good guy. He was just being like a jerk to poor little to poor old Adam Page. And like I, I just found myself going, man, like you know, that was not a likable promo and that wasn't a likable you know he promo from like from a heel ish baby face either like he just came across mm-hmm. as looking like a jerk and then you know like not two segments later you are out there and you're supposed to feel sympathy because he gets attacked by you know the devil worshiper people and so i just man i just they're just not there yet with him as babyface. they have not found a way to you know maintain what brought him to this level of stardom on the babyface side. It's like, they're there sometimes they hit sometimes they hit other times, um, but they miss times too. And I thought this week was a, a miss. Uh, and, you know, on top of that inconsistent with what they asked you to do uh, around MJF later in the show. So, man, I don't know what, I don't know what to think. Like, and, and I think, and I, and I, and I'll end this all by saying, I think he's a, he is, you know, less over, because of it. Um, and that's not great. Yeah. I mean, micro, right. If we're to analyze MJF current day, <clears throat> what's he like as a heel? Is he a nine out of 10, nine and a half out of 10? Like he's, oh yeah, he's got some bad, like instincts wise, like he's occasionally goes a little too far and it kind of kills the segments. So that's why he's not sure. a 10 out of 10 heel as a face. Is he like a four or like a five? Like he is like dead average, not like a mid joke here, but like, <laughs> his instincts right that's what i'm talking about like you know we talk about moxley all the time having good instincts for like what works in professional wrestling today for his character right he typically does not like have a promo where it's like what the hell was moxley talking about or right. anything like that or like oh is he like like you always know like hey for some reason we're supposed to think he's a heel in this moment we don't know why because it doesn't make any sense but moxley is like doing his best to try and get you to boo him as a heel right and MJF is a baby face. It's just not there yet. His instincts are just not on point. And I think we can say with all certainty that the turn has not been good for his character. Right. And the story, I mean, it's been over three months, right? Cause he's been yeah. a baby face since what? Mid August. I'd say yes. Yeah, early August. In, so, yeah. yeah. So like that transition happened slowly, but it's just not working and it has lowered the appeal of the character because you don't know where you're going to get. And then on that segment, you know, again, to compare it to WWE to see like what works to a general audience and what works for this sort of character development, which is what the company does best compared to AEW is like, if you want to do that with MJF, um, <laughs> Matt cracking me up. In the... <laughs> um, you know, if that was in WWE, he would have done the exact same thing to a R-Truth or a Tazawa, like someone yeah. who's being, stupid and it's like the lovable goof and if you're like hey man you i don't know what's going on here i gotta go out and be serious and like kind of be a jerk to them like works in that capacity that mjf's trying to do not adam page who like if you love adam page he's like your number one guy in the whole company right like not someone to like just target for like almost no reason and like get the sympathy and then get sympathy later like you said so wrong choice on that front on who to do it to if you're gonna do it like it should have been nick nemeth if he's around right right or something 
Like, okay. make fun of him, and then Dolph, if Dolph ever comes in, he could have that be, like, a reason they fight once on an episode of TV. Whatever. But, like, yeah, it's just not working, period. And, like, at this point, the devil thing is sputtering. You know, we're, we're, the big reveal is Roddy standing up. I know it's not exactly devil-related, but we know it is, right? That's, like, the biggest reveal in weeks on this story, that he can stand, even though his neck was the one that was hurt. Anyway. Like, <laughs> well, no, that's a, I mean, we, we can't gloss over that. That's terrible. <laughs> like, that's terrible yeah. storytelling. That's awful. Yeah. Like, it's just like to, joke storytelling, which is like fine if it is that. That's like what Roddy is in AEW. Yeah. But if you're yeah. going to have him be the second most important guy of, of, of that group, you would think, if it's not Wardlow, I guess. But like at this point, I don't even care like how they stuff it in there. Like, I kind of want it to be MJF the whole time. Like, that's not good storytelling. But at least we can go back to him being a heel. Because I don't know, like, what is he going to look like as a character when he doesn't have this title? Like, I think there's a lot of good storytelling to do. But I don't have faith that they're going to do it. That he needs to, like, refine himself. Like, if he's just, like, a dick as a he- as a babyface chasing and he's being mean to all these people, like, then there's nothing there for anybody. And, like, those yeah. segments are now not important. So... I think it's definitely a big pivot moment and i would not have said that even like two three weeks ago but like i've it's taken me a long time to turn the aircraft carrier of my opinion on mjf i was interested to see where this goes but it has been a failure of experiment and him being a heel is just better in the intermediate for me but yeah they got to get out of this i, I mean i really think they either got to get out of it or you know and i've been saying it for weeks like get mjf on, the, on a chase of some kind to like build some momentum for him to to, to win the win the title again. I you know the other the other like just awful thing about this segment was 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 for Adam Page. It's like okay, is this guy a top guy in your company or or is he not one? Because if he's a top guy in your company and you walk in you're Adam Page and you walk in to the show after being off for what two or three weeks after having Maybe the match of your career, like it was a hell of a, just a hell of a, a death match, five stars. Um, and the first thing that happens to you is you get run down by another babyface MJF. Like that's when you have to pull out the cards and like pull a Steve Austin and go, you know, or pull a Hulk Hogan and go that. Hey, don't work for me, brother. That ain't working for me, brother. Like, or at least let me be more. Let, let me push him. You know, let me like, like show like, like, hey, you can't talk to me like that. Yeah, it was like, yeah. you know, you don't, you totally lost all of your anything that you had pent up in terms of like interest in Adam Page. You blew it. You blew it with that angle, and he just totally like whimpers away, and 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 that's that. And like, it's like, dude, like that to me, like that show, like I am not breaking news here, you know, and I'm not, you know, reporting this in any way. But it just shows to me that like Paige is a show up, do what you ask, and that's it. Because there's nobody that has an investment in their in their character and their success would let that happen. If you're the if you're the biggest, you know, if you're gonna be, you know, presented as, as a as a huge star on the show, it just would not happen. That would not happen to Austin or The Rock or Jericho or you know Triple. I mean, n- n- none of the top guys would. Agree yeah. to something like that after you put your body through hell and you get over to another level, and then here you are, just like, oh, 
oh yeah, oh, okay. Like like he did, you know, it just was so so bad for Paige. And I, you know, you gotta wonder like what what he wants his future to be, you know, in in wrestling because it, you know, I don't know, man. It just doesn't seem like there's anything going on there at all. Yeah, and yeah, I love the the book. He's like a sneaky top five pick of like writing a book of this era. Cause like, I feel like yeah. I would trust him to not be like, you know, being a typical wrestler and being like, well, I'm great. And everyone, everyone else is the problem. And here's why I was great. Please buy my book. You know, he would be like, Hey, here's what happened with like some bias, but like, I would trust his bias of what actually happened a lot of these times. Um, so yes, I agree. And he didn't resign at the same time as, Bucks and Kenny, right? He signed just before that because he hasn't been injured, right? Or did he I sign think, with them all at the same I time? I think he signed with them also, yeah. Okay. I was trying to get that. I mean, I'm not not like he would go anywhere, but yeah, I mean, what you're He's saying got his money. Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. And that's like if you're I don't know, if you're Tony Khan too, like some of your, like he's a former champion. Like, do you just allow that to happen too? Like, I understand right. like some guys just have different temperament, but like you're kind of there to make a guy who can draw you money to, I mean, he gave you one of the best matches in the company's history weeks ago, like you said, and you're going to allow him to, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It was really bad. It was really bad. Like, I, I mean, it was bad for MJF, but um, it was worse for Paige. You know, I mean, it really was. Cause at the end of the day, MJF still has the belt. He still has a major storyline going on. And I think Adam Page is wrestling just some rant, you know, in a random match next week. It's like, okay. Like, whatever you know i mean but you're not gonna really go back to that well like if you want to use adam page as a top guy like that's not inherently there forever like you have to take care of these guys like these yeah. are properties of aw like you just can't let them go to hell um yeah. and page really i mean like for as much shine as like other guys are getting like swerve in particular mm-hmm. like just man they're taking care of him big yeah. time um for now for now, but Adam Page like, is like that, the polar opposite right yeah. now. It's bad. Yeah, that'd be my worry as a talent in AEW. But yeah, the yeah, for, the for now aspect of it, and you get that in WWE, but it feels like less justified in AEW, as we, you know, the Britt Baker stuff allegedly be one of the fine people. So, <laughs> but that's like a whole other thing. So, so what about um, these devil guys, devil worshippers, the devil himself or herself? You mentioned caring less about this than ever before. I think that's a lot of people's opinion. Um, can they fix this? Can they salvage it at, at this point? And who has to be the devil for that to work? I mean, you can always salvage it. It's wrestling, right? It's one of the good things about the art form is that you can kind of retcon on the fly almost everything. And if it if it if it works in the long run, you know, you can say it worked. I would say it's unlikely that it can and who it is. I don't know. It feels like, again, I said I'd be, it'd be a surprise that it's MJF at this point. So I would like that. It would get him back to that capacity some way, shape or form. If it's Cole, you know, that's down the middle. If it's jungle boy, it doesn't feel like he's earned it. If it's Brit, you know, we, we talked about last week, we feel like nowhere to go from there. Like as her getting her comeuppance. Right. If it's Adam Page, that'd be amazing. Maybe that's why they interacted. And that gives him something to do. And he's, he's fed up with everything. 
if it's Ric Flair, that's also hilarious and can make it go away for forever. If it, and then like that's like a a nod that the devil drinks woo energy or whatever. Um, oh, please be Ric Flair. That would give us a whole <laughs> lot to talk about. A whole lot. Well, you know, because there's no there's no free agents to shock the world that it's like, oh my god, it's Brock Lesnar, right? It's right. John Cena. So yeah, I don't know. Like I just kind of want it to be revealed at this point. It's like if you're having you know, I don't have kids, you do, but let's say you had about three more kids and you're on your sixth kid and you had a gender reveal party, you're probably like, just pop the thing. I don't really care. I got five kids already. That's right. kind of how I feel about this devil thing in the stories. Like, I don't really care. So I just want to, I don't even want, like, if it disappeared tomorrow and they didn't ever reveal it, it'd be, I mean, I guess they revealed who the raw anonymous GM was to utter failure because they'd never had a story there. But it'd be in that category of like, yeah, I don't care. Let's just not even reveal this and, and go away from it. Yeah, and you're one of those things that people talk about forever. What, yeah. what if? What if? But but yeah, I'm with you. And I think a lot. I think I think it would make your life booking easier <laughs> too to not have to not have this going on anymore. I I still think that like the, the if you have to pay this off, I think the smoothest way to do it is that it's Adam Cole. Like mm-hmm. I, you know. I, I just think that like that's your next big match. Like that's 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 what it is. Like that's the biggest match, one of the biggest matches you can do. Just do it. Just do it. Get it over with. Put it on Revolution and like if, if he's healthy, obviously, um, and then and then move on. Because yeah, I don't. Or you know, I, don't I don't know how much yeah. you could throw on here to like make it better. Like I just yeah. I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's pivot, uh, and we'll finish up the free show here talking about the Continental Classic. We had three matches yesterday um, on AW Dynamite. Um, John Moxley defeated Roosh uh, to uh, remain undefeated. Uh, Mark Briscoe lost to Swerve Strickland. Um, Briscoe is now out uh, or eliminated. Um, and then in the – well, not, not in the main event, but in the semi-main um, we had Jay Lethal lose to Jay White, and Jay Lethal is now eliminated from uh, from block or from league contention. Um, you know, I like these matches were all fine. Like this, this was like very like for me like lined up with how the tournament's been going so far. And I'd say I would like uptick it like a little bit better because you you had promo time for I think almost all the guys that 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 were that were in this in some form of fashion. Jay White got to cut a promo. You got to hear um something for Jay Lethal. Moxley uh was was cutting a promo too. Um so you know they're I think they're doing like they're slowly getting better like building some stories into this. And even if it's not stories, just like talking about regularly talking about the stakes of of winning of winning the tournament. So you know with all the caveats that we put on this last week, horrible stakes um, not big enough stars, a booking crutch for Tony. All that is still there for me. Um, but if I stipulate to all that, this is a good night for the tournament. Um, and and that's that's okay. I think that's 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 solid. Yeah, and it took out you know Briscoe and Lethal are valuable in different in different capacities in the company, right? They're guys you want to have around to work yeah. quality matches and put guys over, right? And like them losing here, both of them works because it's not the Toriano like surprise win that kind of doesn't mean anything right it just mm-hmm. is like a staple of the tournament of the G1 yep. that I don't really that's like I don't really love and I like that both these blocks 
since we're on the positive streak, I'll take your take the torch from you and keep the positivity. <laughs> keep on. it going. I'll, keep it going. I like that this block is like, hey, this is Moxley and Swerve, the final day, match day. Who's gonna win this group, right? Is the storytelling in that group. The first block is, you know, is Kingston gonna come back from two losses? And, you know, is Brody King gonna lose a shocking match? Is Danielson gonna lose a shocking match and Kingston comes back and yeah. wins it or comes really close to winning it? So um that's I at least each block has a different story going on. And I I don't know if what twenty minutes you get each everybody each guy gets a point instead of three points, right? Is that the rule? Uh, three, of three, that? Well for the time limit draw, yeah. Yeah. So let's say they both are tied and draw, then what is there just extra time? I don't think they've really said that. They haven't so I guess like, you mean this, for like one of the deciding matches? Yeah, I mean, for like Swerve and Moxley, right? That's got to be the last match of that group because they haven't laid out when each match happens, right? Beyond like, hey, this week coming up is this match, right? I just assume oh, it's got to be the last match of that group. Um, yeah, how far are they? Are they? Are, are they? Because I think that match is next week, right? That is it. I mean, there's only what five matches per guy, right? Because there's six people in each group, and they've all yes. wrestled three, so it should be the last one of that group. It would be dumb if it wasn't. Yeah, but maybe yeah. they draw, whatever. I mean, it'd be better if like one can win with a draw, like Swerve can win with the draw, and they draw, so you can save that finish for later. Is like a smart booking decision, I think. Yes, yes. But we'll see what they do. But that's interesting to see where they go. So I've liked it from that capacity. Um, but again, I don't really want Swerve to win this whole thing. So that's oh, that's I'd, ra exactly I'd rather him that. draw Moxley and lose, and have Moxley beat or fight Kingston. Or something like that, or fight Danielson, have the BCC final, because that's like a match that they're fighting for a prize tournament, nothing personal, and they beat the crap out of each other. Like that works too as a story. So hopefully they can book Swerve to look like he got screwed over, can keep his heel stuff going. Even though like we got to talk, and I don't think it's good if they do this, but like the babyface reactions that Swerve is getting consistently, like feels like MGF 2.0, and is AEW gonna learn their lesson and realize? Like Swerve, I think can do both, but right now I'd keep him heel and see where you can go with this thing. So yeah. and maybe have him destroy Nana at some point to solidify that <laughs> dance over dance over his body, over, like smash through the table. The the Swerve thing is really interesting for a lot of, I mean, for a lot of different reasons. The first one being he's just on fire right now. I mean, he's, you know, like I think that, and arguably like the hottest thing in AEW for sure, yeah. and the you know he's in this tournament and i think if you're tony khan you're in i think it's just such a hard choice like i think it's a really hard choice and it's almost like you wish you didn't put him in it because yeah you don't want him to lose because you don't want him to lose momentum you don't want him to lose because you want like somebody of relevance to win the first tournament this first yeah. continental classic so that you can say later that it is a launching point for, 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 for like for, for talent. Um, but man, if you, if he wins it though, he's like firmly, firmly in the main event, like, or excuse yeah. me, in the, uh, in the middle of the card, like this does not, because the stakes are what they are, it doesn't launch him to, you know, main event status. Like it just puts him, Smack dab in the middle of the card for three different promotions: New Japan, <laughs> AW, and Ring of Honor. So, like, yeah. 
yeah, I don't know if you're pulling the trigger on that because you want to go next year. I think you want to go to Swerve and MJF or Swerve and you know the champion or Will Ospreay yeah. or somebody like that. Like that's what you want to do, and you can't you can't do that successfully if he's you know held down by the Continental Title Triple Crown or whatever that whatever it's called. Like that, it's going to be really really tough. I the person that I think should win this tournament is Eddie Kingston. I think, yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with it at this point. Like tell, you know, the classic, you know, we've seen this story many times in the G1, you know, yeah. where the guy's down and out. He all, he can't, he just can't possibly win all the matches straight. And then he does. And then he wins the tournament. And there you go. Like, you know, I mean, I, I think that's probably the most effective way. And he's a good champion to, to fill that role of what you're looking to do in Japan yeah. and ring of honor. Like, He's there, and I don't, you know, that that says something about the tournament. I think that tells people like what the tournament is, but I, I think it's the safest way to go at this yeah. point. Then you got to have Moxley lose to him, right? Because that's a callback to their title match from years right. ago, and Moxley's yep. Teflon, and he'll be fine, and it'll be a hard hitting match. You don't want White or Swerve losing to Eddie Kingston. I don't think. exactly. Yeah, you don't. You really don't. So. Um, and, like, what so, you yeah. could do, too, I'm thinking, like, the permutations here, right? Because Jay White's in that grouping, too. He's got a loss. Uh-huh. So, let's say Moxley beats Swerve and then Jay White beats Moxley. They would all have even points if they all went out from there. Um, then you'd yep. all be tied. Maybe there'd be a three-way match on the collision on Friday night before the pay-per-view. Right? Is it a Saturday pay-per-view? The 30th? I don't, I don't know. Up top yes. Yep. Okay, yep. So Saturday. maybe that could be like a triple threat to see who wins that group as like an extra final thing. And that'd be a good thing to book. I'd be in, into that. So I'd watch the show, definitely. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with that. And then you can have Moxley yeah. win a triple threat. It's fine. You just need to, you need to get sort of like out of this somehow. Like, yeah. Um, Without winning, but with him staying yeah. hot, and that's why you don't put him yeah. in. Yeah, he can even be like, "I don't need, I don't need this. I already beat, right? You know, one of you. I'm not doing this again." And walk out, and then it's like a, a singles match. And that thing that'd be, yeah. That's like yeah. that's a heel move. People pay to see you, and you're gonna walk out. You suck. Whatever. Something of that permutation. It's for sure. The, the the first draft of this story, not the final draft, but yeah. And and look, yeah, you want to. Um, you give it some thought for sure, but like, yeah, I, I, you, you know, look, you, you, if he wins this thing, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think it, it, I think it, I'm on record saying like this, this stunts, this just holds him up. Stunts is, yeah. is be like the final bad, like of all the A and B choices, most of them have been B as in bad. Uh, if when, yes. when AEW's had the decision in 2023, and uh, this would just be a good final salvo. It's bad. I mean, well, I mean, it's, it's it's this thing. It's like it's good. It's a good problem, I guess. But you got to figure out your way out of it because Swerve yeah. is just hotter than this title right now. I mean, that yeah. that's just the bottom line, and that's good. Yeah, that's a good thing. It'd be like you know, it'd be like sorry, wrap it up. It'd be like Cody winning a similar tournament in WWE right now in this moment, like yes. to win the Intercontinental Title. Like no, now it's just hard. Like like he's just going to lose it quickly and then goes to that. Like why even do it then? Right? It's the same concept. Like Swerve and Cody are like on the same page of like. Yep. Where I think the future of the main event scene of those companies are. So that's a great comparison. Yeah, it would be. You're not, yeah, you're not putting, you know, Cody in a in a tournament now to win the IC title, mm-hmm. you know, before you know you, what you want to do with him at WrestleMania. It just wouldn't happen. And 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 granted, I don't know that you that you know 
that Tony Khan could have foreseen, hey, they're going to have this like epic death match and Swerve is going to come out super hot. And like, you know, like even if you, you know, even if you just treat it as like, this is just a, one of those things that you need to work your way out of and not even a mistake by Tony Khan, but you still have to figure out your way out of it. And I hope they, it's like, I hope they do this by him, by recognizing that he needs to lose this tournament and, and, yeah. and not win. So Also, they didn't announce the field until after that pay-per-view. So that would show the the rigidness of Tony Khan's booking. Yeah. Well, that's, that's yes, that would be the next, that'd be the negative. That'd be the negative. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Um, all right, guys, we're going to, we're going to stop there. We have uh, our NXT deadline preview show. We're going to record that next for all of our members. All of our brass Ring media members will get our NXT deadline preview. Um, if you want to become a member, you can patreon.com backslash brass ring media. You get all sorts of weekly content from Tyler and myself. You get access to our discord community. The content is both written form, audio form, and, um, like this uh, on a, on a, on in video form too. So uh, join us, give us a chance. We will earn your business for sure. Patreon.com backslash brass ring media. If you want to give just more of a taste of what we do for free, subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe to our Substack page too. We have a Substack newsletter um, with uh, free content that goes up um, throughout the week as well. But um, we do appreciate the support. Thank you. Thank you to all of our live listeners, Ryan, Tracy, Sean, uh, Matt, and, and everybody else who joined. Thank you. Tyler, thank you. And I will see you, man, on the uh, members-only show. Awesome. And I don't even know who the NXT champion is right now. Is it still the little oh. guy? Or is it Carmelo again? <clears throat> oh, we're going to school, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so a preview. If you, you want to see me to learn about NXT in December. Because I don't, I do not watch it. So that's a good preview, I think, to give you like the literally the casual fans' opinion of everybody. So, so check that out. It's a valuable opinion. It's a valuable opinion. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you guys next time. See you.